podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Today's episode of 49ers Unrestricted. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow on a fine Monday morning where the 49ers are now in the NFC championship game. Daniel, how are you feeling today? I am doing just fine on this fine Monday morning. Uh, You know, coming in from a, a weekend with incredible football. Timmy, you and I were just talking before we started recording that this was potentially a historical weekend for football. Oh, yeah. All four games we had. Uh, what did you say? They came down all, to the last drive. Every game was ended on the last play of the game. Yes. There were three game winning field goals and then a game winning walk off overtime touchdown for the for the Chiefs. I had just made a comment to Timmy that after uh, the Bengals game. I thought, okay, well, this has to be the most exciting other game than the 49ers for sure. Yeah. Uh, and I was wrong because I think the Rams Bucks and the Chiefs Bills was even more exciting than that. Um, and of course, nothing beats any Niners game, no matter how it goes when you're a Niners fan. Yep. And uh, our hearts were pounding the entire time. Um, that first half was a first half to forget. Yeah, that, that was, first, yeah. yeah. That was a rough showing. Um the end of so that of first half was we, the ball, there's like 45 seconds left. And Jimmy just threw the most Jimmy Garoppolo pick of all time. I'm watching this play and I'm like, yeah, like go Jimmy, avoid pressure. And he throws the ball and I'm like, wow, like that was a Patrick Mahomes throw. Then like 10 seconds later, I was not even, I was reminded about why Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make Patrick Mahomes throws. Cause it was a terrible pick. Then Packers of the ball, 45 seconds. They're clearly, they're just going to let the clock run out. They like hand the ball off. And then Shanahan calls timeout and you could see Rogers be like, all right, I'm going to score. <laughs> like, I was like, we just pissed Aaron Rodgers off. Like this is, yeah. is going to be bad. And then sure enough, next play he hits like a 55 yard bomb to Aaron Jones. They're running back on blown coverage who gets him basically in scoring position. And then Nick Bosa makes a heroic sack. They go back for the field goal and, and our special teams delivers the first of the two game changing plays. And Jimmy Ward blocks the field goal And we go into halftime still, I think, 7-0 with the 49ers about to get the ball back. It was just a, it was an ugly slugfest of a football game. And my biggest takeaway is that this might be my favorite 49ers team of all time. I just, I love this team. I can, I can agree with that, man. Um, It is every single player. Like, you know, we, we talked in uh, preseason about guys like Jordan Willis and, you know, coming in off a of suspension. I'm like, ah, I don't really care if he makes a team a lot. He's coming off a of suspension. We've already got a good D line. And then he comes in and is, is a playmaker. And is just one of the guys on the depth chart of the D line who makes a difference. And it seems like every other game or every, every single game, there's a different defensive lineman getting a sack. And yeah. that might not sound very, you know, eye popping to anyone that, a different guys getting a sack each time, but that's awesome. When you have your D line spreading it out and you know, time, time on the line is still a, a difference in, in their play, but it's just, it's cool to see that. And Jordan, Jordan Willis had another play too. 
that, uh, he that did. I was gonna, I was gonna wait a little bit till we unpack all of that, but uh, having Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead have two sacks apiece, that is. I don't even think there's anything our defense could have needed more in a game like this to get your top two D line guys who are supposed to be doing this all the time. You know, I, yeah. we can't expect two sacks every game from them, but we can sure hope. And the fact that each of them got two sacks against Aaron Rodgers against what doesn't seem to be a great O line because of the injuries that they've had, yeah. but an O line that they shut us down in week us. three. Yeah. They yeah. shut down the 49ers in week three. Nick Bosa is unstoppable. I mean, that man, he he single-handedly kept us in that game multiple times. We we bottled up Aaron Rodgers better than any team has all season. And it like, and that's not an understatement at all. I was telling Daniel the one the one downside of this incredible defensive performance is I think it almost certainly means that D'Amico Ryan's our defensive coordinator is going to get one of the head coaching jobs that he's interviewing for. And he certainly deserves it because our defense. I mean, we, we shut them down after that first drive. I, after that fumble on the second Packers possession of the game, they just did not really move the ball ever again. And that was just a, I, I don't know how we did it, to be honest. That was the one thing I did not predict for this game. I thought maybe our running game could keep us in a shootout, but stopping Aaron Rodgers was, was not something I, I saw coming at all. No, and, and if you think back to if you think back to i mean any of the weeks in the earlier part of the season the first time we played the cardinals right i believe it was same score 13 10 we lost that one but again that was during a red hot arizona cardinals uh seven game win streak how how long did they go i think it was i I think it was seven yeah that sounds right it was it was during that and it was kind of the same thing here we're saying it was trey lance's first start we're saying that you know, wasn't a, wasn't a pretty game. Wasn't an awesome one to write home about other than the fact of we held Kyler Murray and the incredible Arizona offense to 10 points. I think it might've been like or 13. Points. It was, it was something crazy. I thought, yeah, I thought it was the same score 13, 10, but maybe it was, again, it totally could have been. This was not maybe the most excellent game. Uh, we struggled at certain points of the game for the first half. There was not a whole lot of things going our way. Um, our offense did not get a single touchdown. Our defense did not get a single touchdown, which yeah. is okay. But there, there were some big plays. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams is – I don't even need to get started on him. I believe he's the best wide receiver in the game. I believe his route running, his hands, and, you know – And, and we, were, we were thin at corner again, too. I mean, before the game, news comes out that Ambry Thomas is out with his bruised knee, which if you listen to last week's episode, I – did not see coming. I thought it was going to turn out to be a minor injury. Then we lose uh, Dante Johnson for a few plays and have to have Josh Norman out there on, on Adams. And I thought this is oh, it. Boy. Like we're in serious trouble, but we, we pulled it off and that defense, I mean, great, great performance from the corners, great performance from the safeties, keeping us in that with the safety help. And I mean, obviously the D line and the linebackers, I, that was the best defensive performance the Niners have had in a really, really long time. Awesome. We've had some awesome defensive performances, but we walked into Green Bay against the NFL's best offense, and we we shut them down. That was not a, oh, we got a couple of stops to keep us in the game. That was a, you cannot do anything. It, I, I've never seen, I haven't seen an offense that was as, 
as highly thought of as the Packers shut down like that in a really, really long time. And yeah. so, yeah, this team, this 49ers team is, is so fascinating. Cause I mean, we were just, I, two weeks ago in my head was like, I'm just so glad we're in the playoffs, like playing with house money, whatever happens is fine. And now I'm kind of like, well, apparently we can beat anybody. So let's just, let's win the Super Bowl. Like, I don't, let's, let's just do it. The fact that this team is here. And I mean, think about how much we were criticizing Kyle Shanahan earlier in the season. We were ripping into the plan to continue to play Jimmy. And I mean, Shanahan has been validated in every decision he's made. I, we talked a little bit about how I think it's clear that Lance has developed really well. It's clear that Jimmy, despite a lot of the Jimmy things he did, is the guy to keep us in contention this season. I see no reason why, why we cannot potentially make it to and compete in it and maybe win in a Super Bowl. I really don't like, I see nothing stop. Like there is not a, Oh, because of this, we don't have a chance. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but like I, I really do realistically believe it's possible. The the two things. So I have two things that we know from this game. And these two things are going to be the reason why we do not go to the Super Bowl. If, if these happen, um, the two things we learned from this game is that Debo Samuel is the soul of our team. He is the determining factor and he is the hope of our team. Debo yes. Samuel is quite literally our do or die as in we either do or we die. Um, if we get him evidenced the ball, by the fact that on a big third and seven, instead of throwing the ball, we hand it off to Debo Samuel because that is our most explosive play. <laughs> and it sets up the game winning field goal. And Timmy and I talked about this before we started recording, but that, I mean, that was essentially the, the game winning play aside from Robbie gold's kick that Debo set it up to get him some extra yards. I mean, not just extra yards. Like he got him 10 yards closer in a snowing game game on the line like that is tough Robbie played Chicago yeah. he's used to it but you know you can't there's it's tough to get used to kicking a field goal in the snow yeah. um especially after playing in San Francisco for multiple years but Robbie Gold remember- is a cold dude we got to talk about Robbie Gold's warm-ups for a second so I was at the Rams game two was incredible ago, and he's out there warming up he's standing in the middle of the Rams cheerleaders tunnel while the Rams players run out one by one, just kicking field goals. And I'm thinking to myself like, oh, this is weird. Like he must not have had time to warm up. I think he just does that because there was a video of him doing the same thing. He's kicking over the Packers tunnel while they all run out, just nailing field goal after field goal after field goal. I think he just does it. And it's awesome. And I love it. And Robbie Gold. Wow. He is. He is certainly a savage. And I love, I love his quote at the end of the game. He's just like, oh man, that feels good. And we're all like, yeah, we can imagine Robbie. And by the way, Joe Buck was trying to jinx him. Like Joe Buck was all through the game. Like Robbie Gold has never missed a field goal in the postseason. Like, will this be the one? It's like, Joe, like, what are you doing, Joe Buck? Troy Aikman too. Like there was a, there was like a third and set. I think it was that third and seven. And it was like, well, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm looking for the home run ball here. And I'm like, Troy, have you watched Jimmy Garoppolo? The last thing we want is Jimmy Garoppolo trying to hit a home run ball. So despite the best efforts of Aikman and Buck, we did we did pull off the win. It's funny you say that. Uh, that leads me into my second thing we learned from the game is that Jimmy Garoppolo blows games when he panics. Yeah. He makes bad decisions. He makes bad throws. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen under pressure. So, yeah. I'm not Kyle Shanahan. I wish I had Kyle Shanahan's phone number and we could be homies. 
Kyle, thanks for listening to the pod. We know yeah, we know you week. listen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one to make these crazy statements because I understand my role as just a fan who has a podcast. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo should never, ever, ever do anything under pressure. Take the yeah. sack every time. I don't care if we get if he gets sacked ten plays a game. I would or uh, I would rather have him get sacked ten times than throw his careless picks. Yeah. Um, and so you know you're talking about okay, we can go to the Super Bowl. What are the things that limit us? Well, Debo Samuel was hurt at the end of the game. He yeah. was hurt throughout the game. He took some time off. But on that third and seven play that he got us the first down, he was limping off the field. I mean, hobbling like he was not putting one of his feet on the ground. Yeah. So he had we'll to get carried in- once he got to the sideline as well. We'll do some injuries in a minute. But he, That's not he, looking good. I think he did say after the game, like, oh, I'm going to be there next weekend. Like, So I no big injury news has come out. Keep an eye on practice reports this week. But by all accounts of what you're seeing on Twitter from people around the Niners fan, around the Niners, there does not seem to be any serious concern that Debo's not going to play. If he team. doesn't play, we lose. Yeah. We, we agree on oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's game over. Uh so, I mean, our, our, and this is why, it, this is why it irks me. You know, we've, we've, every single person has ridden the, the Jimmy G train up and down, whether they're for him against him. Um, and I think I've just seen more and more the last few weeks about Jimmy can get it done when you stay in his wheelhouse. Now that is a very small wheelhouse that you have to stay in and, with how versatile uh, Debo Samuel is and how versatile we believe Trey Lance's abilities to be. Yeah. We, we, we don't need to talk about Trey Lance before we go play the Rams because he won't be playing. Yeah, but Trey, I, think, I, I think the Trey Lance getting the ball train for the playoffs is clearly is left the station. But I'm getting more and more excited for off-season podcast time with you so we can oh, yeah. look ahead at just, I think that, Kyle Shanahan will be able to open Pandora's box with Trey Lance and Debo Samuel. Just, just one. That'll be a fun way to, to discuss what possibilities they have next year. I do have to make one quick comment because there's going to be people saying like, well, Jimmy's taking them deep into the playoffs. Like maybe they'll keep him." And it's like, well, they, they knew Jimmy could take them deep into the playoffs when they traded for Trey Lance. Do you know, do you know why they knew that Daniel? Because a year and a half ago, he took them to the Super Bowl. Like they knew that Jimmy was capable of this. I don't think there's been anything new from Jimmy other than that he is tough. He is a great leader, which I think all of this we knew. And so I don't know, like I don't think this changes the calculation at all. If we make it to the Super Bowl and he throws for 500 yards and six touchdowns, then maybe we start we start to think about it differently. But I don't think we learned anything here that we that the Niners didn't know about Jimmy when they traded up to take Trey Lance. So I I really I think, think it's a clear I think Jimmy's gone. I think pigs will literally fly before Jimmy Garoppolo throws 500 yards in a game. Yeah, but you're right. That is offseason talk right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback and the 49ers are playing in the NFC championship. Let's talk about the one touchdown that the 49ers scored in this game. Daniel, our special, why don't you take it? Our special teams won us that game. You know, we've said that was not the most attractive game. We had a blocked field goal. Awesome. We had a blocked punt by Jordan Willis yeah. returned for a touchdown by Coming none off of a other. high ankle sprain too. Yeah. And the touchdown was returned by none other than rookie safety Talanoa Hufunga. Oh yeah. And if you saw this play, Jordan Willis 
was sideways, arm like twisted behind his back, somehow got like a couple fingers on the ball and was enough to block the punt, but it more so just tipped it up in the air and kind of redirected it. It was amazing. And if you watch this, you can't don't follow the ball and don't follow the punter, but try to just look around everyone. In no the, one in has any idea where the ball is. It was so funny. Everyone's like, everyone is just on the field. No one's got any idea where the ball is. Hilarious. The, the ball bounces towards the end zone. And Talano Hufunga is the one who runs over, picks it up and gets in the end zone. Yeah. But Talano Hufunga is one of the last people to understand. Yeah, where the like, ball is. I think it took people a bit to remember that the ball was live because it had been, it hung in the air for at least 10 seconds. Like it was so funny. And then he picks it up scoop and score. The 49ers special teams was basically responsible for 10 points in that game. Cause we blocked the Packers field goal. And then we scored, we scored the team's one touchdown in this and our winning field goal and our winning field goal. Yeah. I mean, all the points scored were by our special teams unit when you think about it. And I just think They're- this team found a way to win. And that has really been the narrative there has not been a game this season that the 49ers needed to win that they didn't find a way to somehow win. Who had the Packers one touchdown? It was, oh yeah, it was an AJ Dillon run. I believe yeah. it was one of the yeah. first ones. There was, so 13 10, you got 23 points scored. There yeah. was only six on that AJ Dillon touchdown scored by an offense. Mm hmm. Out of the 23, so let's do some math. That's 17. 17 points scored on special teams, including field goals, extra points, and special teams touchdowns. Yeah. Like, that is that is a wild game. That is not that is n- not like any of these other games. You know, the Bills, Chiefs, what was it, like 20 points scored in the last two minutes or something? And yeah. we had one offensive touchdown in this entire game. Like, yep. And it was on the just, first drive. You know, so that shows you the Bills and Chiefs defense were not able to shut down either quarterback or yeah. Gabriel Davis. My goodness. Yeah, that was incredible. But Bills fans, I'm really sorry. We obviously need to change those overtime rules. But the Bills actually voted against the an overtime rule did. change two years ago that the Chiefs proposed. So I don't know. That's kind of ironic. It is. Uh, but we, we we talked about, you know, not a, not a beautiful game. I love, uh, I believe... It's not just George Kittle saying it's the whole Niners team. And I, I wonder how many NFL teams do this or how many sports teams do this. But George is very vocal about, <coughs> excuse me, you get your 24 hours, you know, your 24 hours to sulk in the loss or 24 hours to celebrate the victory. And then you move on. And, you know, I love that because during the season, you got to stay focused for what's ahead after a game. You know, you take your 24 hours to learn. Same thing we do here, like talk about our game and we're done and we move on to next week. This is take your 24 hours, enjoy the the knocking off Aaron Rodgers yet again in the playoffs yeah. and move move the heck on. Like this is one you flush, you forget about like yeah. hey, great defensive game, a weird one. Um we, we won. it was a great defensive game and we won and great. Let's move on because that wasn't necessarily We completely a, shut down the league MVP. Right. Um, so again, recap, Debo Samuel, heart and soul, the team, do or die, ride or die. He he is, he is everything. We should, we should talk about the other kind of injury that happened in the game as well. You're right. Debo Samuel is everything. And there's one other player that I think is really, really important to the Niners offense, which is Trent Williams. He was hobbling around out there. He was seen on crutches after the game news came out yesterday. They x-rayed him after the game. Looks like everything came back all clear. So we should have Trent out there, but that is obviously 
of, of huge importance. I mean, we saw Trent going into motion. We saw Trent being a leading blocker as a fullback on a couple of plays. I do have a prediction. I don't know if you want my prediction now or later in the episode. I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. I'm, con- I'm convinced that Trent Williams will get the ball at some point in this 49ers playoff run. He keeps reporting as eligible. We keep having him lining up as a fullback. There's going to be a play where we need to – you just know Kyle Shanahan has like a handoff to Trent Williams play, and he's just waiting to call it. And it's going to be incredible. And we're going to need to pick up like six inches and Trent is just going to power through people. And it's, I just, I really do think it's going to happen. And I just want it. I want it out there on tape for when Trent Williams gets the ball that I saw it coming. And I predicted it here. My only thought is if I see it coming, then other teams probably see it coming too. So maybe it right. won't happen. We have, I'm just checking the injuries right now. And Ambry Thomas is questionable. Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. And those arguably are maybe the three guys we do not want. We need to be healthy. Uh, sorry, I, I changed from we do not want to be injured to we need to be healthy. Uh, Ambry Thomas, definitely not one of the top three best players in the team, but it is so crucial to have a good secondary, and he has been improving very quickly at the last few weeks. So having him out there is huge. Again, we're not going to win a game without Debo. There is just no way. Uh, we have won a game without Trent. I would like to not have to try again. So those are the injuries to follow for sure. Timmy, something I want to praise Kyle Shanahan for. I guess I don't truly know that this was his decision. Maybe he, I'm sure I'm sure he at least signed off on it. Yeah. But to receive the opening kickoff for the second half, do you know who our kick returner was? I believe it was someone by the name of Debo Samuel. That is correct. And he has had, I believe, six career kick returns. Well, they've been he's, great. He's not a kick returner usually. And when your star wide receiver running back hybrid, do you know what Debo Samuel is? He's a football player. He is a football. That player. That is a ball player. If I've ever seen one, but I love that decision where, okay, that first half was trash and we're getting our butt kit and we need something to come into play here. Let's put our guy who just makes magic happen on the field. Let's put our guy back there. Uh, you know, we don't have, you don't really put your star player as a kick returner, because usually people get hurt. That's why Travis Benjamin is our guy. And it's risky putting Debo back there. But to start up uh, again, this is what we've talked about for weeks that either first half is great and second half stinks or vice versa. So Kyle's like, great. That was a horrible first half. We got it out of the way. Let's start the second half off with a bang. Debo Samuel is going to return this kick and he's going to get us some big yards to start off this drive. And what does he do? I think he got at least 20 yards running the ball after he caught it. And like, what a better way to start the half than that. Yeah. No, this was a, a great game. A 49ers put their money on the table and said, we're going to beat you. We don't care what we have to do. We're winning this game. And when you see a team do something like that, that is, that is, that makes me very, very confident that we are going to at least put up a fight on Sunday in the NFC championship. This is a team that just said, we need to win. We don't care how we do it. And they won against the best offense in the league and the MVP. And so with that in mind, I say it's time to move on to the NFC championship game. We are facing a team that you are likely familiar with by the name of the Los Angeles Rams, also known as coached by Kyle Shanahan's son, Sean McVay. (laughs) And this is the third time these teams have played this year. 
The 49ers, of course, won both times. We are 6-0 and against the Rams in the last six games. And statistically, the team when teams play for the third time in the playoffs, if a team won twice in the regular season, it's I want to say someone, some 49ers beat reporter tweeted it. It's 14 and 8 that the team that won the two times in the regular season wins in the postseason, which with some notable exceptions. But the the vast, vast majority of the time, the team that won the first two matchups faces uh play wins in the postseason add in the fact that the rams are terrified did you hear about this the rams are so scared of the niner gang that they are limiting ticket sale if you buy a ticket directly from the rams you have to have a los angeles area zip code in order for them to sell you the ticket which ridiculous and you got andrew whitworth's wife on twitter tweeting out like please don't sell your tickets rams fans and joe staley retweeting it saying please sell your tickets rams fans which i love that there's some left tackle friendship frenemy kind of vibe going on there anyway the rams fans are terrified you probably heard about kelly stafford's podcast whining about how many niners fans were there two weeks ago we're gonna do it again what they don't realize is like there's tons of Niners fans with LA area zip codes one who, or who know people in LA and the resale market isn't doing this stupid rule. So we're going to fill up Levi's stadium. We're going to pack the place. It's going to be another Niners home game. And the Believe Rams me, are it's, uh, terrified. It's six fifty for a nosebleed. It was six. Oh, I saw 900. Yeah. Those tickets are expensive, but if you can go Niner gang, go to spite the Rams because they are terrified of you. We scare <laughs> the crap out of them. They won't Niner even give Nation. us tickets. What a way to start the game, Rams, by just admitting that? that we scare you. Can you I don't know. really say you have to have an LA area code? That's but, insane. But why That's would you so do that? that like, why, do that. why would you admit that you're terrified of us? And so we travel down to face the Rams. Obviously, the last time we faced the Rams, we made a massive comeback. The Rams almost gave up another massive comeback this weekend, they were up 27 to three and Brady tied up the game. This, I mean, look, Stafford had a great game. He delivered, he hit cup, but Stafford is going to make some boneheaded mistakes and he hasn't recently, which is a good feeling for us. And I just think, I don't know. I don't want to, I, the 49ers have owned, owned the Sean McVay Rams, the Kyle Shanahan 49ers own the Sean McVay Rams. And so, yes, it's a different game. It's the playoffs. I don't like I the Rams are favored. They're probably the better team, but we but the Packers were the better team. The Cowboys were the better team and we own the Rams and we beat them two weeks. We beat them two or three weeks ago and we whooped yeah, them. If you look at the last three games for the Rams, it's not promising for them. They've given uh, up huge leads. The, yeah, the, I mean, y- yesterday they I mean, I cannot believe they did not. You know, Tom Brady did his job where he got down the field in the last two minutes, got them a touchdown. Um, and it was Matthew Stafford who was able to, I mean, honestly, it was Cooper Cup who was able to like Stafford threw him the ball, but Cooper Cup was the one doing all the work to set up that field goal. And so they almost blew that lead. They won that one. They playing the Cardinals the week before, they won pretty, pretty single handedly, I believe. But if you watch that game, the Cardinals blew up. Kyler Murray was awful. He threw an underhanded interception and underhanded pick six. That was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen a quarterback make. So kind of made it easy on him. And then the week before was us. And as you said, the comeback that we made. And you look back to the first time we played him in at Levi's, you know, it, it looked a lot closer than it was. That was a pretty, pretty nine or heavy game. 
And the last three weeks of the Rams is not making them look too good. And so we'll take that. You know, we did not look awesome against Green Bay. Dallas had its struggles, but we we talked about how last week we talked, or I guess now it's two weeks ago, we talked about, you know, Dallas Niners. Uh, if uh, one of these teams lose, it's probably because they can be their own worst enemy. And we've, we've seen that time and time again with the Niners where we're a one-half team is what it seems to be right now. And we really need to break out of that, man. We need to be able to come out strong and keep it or we need to be able to pick it up quicker than we're able to, you know? And we can't just operate under the assumption of, okay, we beat the Rams twice. Like we've got this when it's, when it's this deep into the playoffs, like anything goes, you know, and Debo, please be healthy. Um, that will be a game changer, obviously. Um, but something that, I was thinking with with Jimmy Garoppolo, this this will seem maybe unreasonable, but my hope is that we just run the heck out of the ball. Um, yeah. Elijah Mitchell was not able to get as much going as he has in the past. Yes, uh, not yesterday, Saturday, and that was tough. Uh, Debo didn't have as big of running plays, so running the ball was tough. But that makes sense against a Packers defense who has some some studs. Uh, Zadarius Smith just comes back to play us, missed the entire season and is yeah. healthy to come play the Niners. Um, as we've talked about, Jimmy makes his mistakes under pressure. Jimmy yeah. makes his mistakes when he throws past 10 yards. So And we gave I'm up proposing... a decent amount of interior pressure as well, and now you bring in yes. Aaron Donald? That, that's, that's scary to me. I'm proposing that we just run the ball with Elijah and Debo and that we just do a lot of screens. We do a lot of slants and that we don't throw the ball more than 10 yards. So feed the beast, feed the heck out of Debo and limit. I say limit Jimmy Garoppolo's mistakes. And what I really mean is you, man, again, I I always feel silly telling Kyle what he should do. He knows better, but if I'm Kyle, I'm going, okay, this is when Jimmy makes mistakes is when he holds the ball more than two seconds. Yeah. So we and when get Jimmy's at his best is, two is when he's ha- doing his quick release game. Yeah. Quick release is all is really all he can handle at this point where every pressure he's either throwing it away in the worst spot or um, he's throwing it as he's hit. I'm like, please just take, hold the ball and take the hit or, don't even hold the ball long enough for people to take it for Aaron Donald to take two steps to you. Even if he's unblocked, like <laughs> just get the ball out, man. Yeah. Yeah. That I think, I think you're right. We got to lean on the run game. We've talked before about how this 49ers offense matches up really nicely with what the Rams want to do on defense. And this team is just, we've, we've matched up well with, with the Rams before. So I think, I'd like to get Ambry Thomas back so he can have another game ceiling interception. I think it's going to be a close game, but there's, there's no reason the 49ers can't win this game. And I mean, we own their both coaches are going to bring out everything, you know, McVay is just going to be up at night pacing, trying to figure out why he cannot beat Kyle Shanahan. This game is going to be, it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. Like I said, on paper, the Rams are the better team, but also on paper, the 49ers are 6-0 and in the last six games against the Los Angeles Rams. So there is, at a certain point, there's, there's going to be more pressure on the – there's way more pressure on the Rams 
than there are on the 49ers. Like we've talked about the Niners. We weren't really, this was not supposed to be this year as opposed to the Rams gave up everything to make this the year they gone. They went all in. They literally tweeted out the Teddy KGB GIF from rounders with all in, which by the way, if you've seen rounders, maybe not, not the best GIF because it doesn't necessarily go that well for Teddy KGB. But anyways, the Rams have way more pressure than the 49ers do. This is kind of a bonus season for the 49ers. It's this transitionary period. We're going to Trey Lance. Yes, we've got this great team that can contend, but nobody had these expectations. Whereas the Rams have put a huge amount of pressure on themselves by trading for Stafford, trading for Von Miller, earlier trading for Ramsey. They have gone all in on right oh, now. No. And and yeah, Odell, they, they need to deliver. The Rams absolutely have way more pressure. So you have that amount and they've of they've been overshadowed by the Cardinals for the first part of the year, too. Yeah. So, like the Rams were expected to be, they were a Super Bowl favorite. They were supposed to win the division pretty yeah. easy. And the Cardinals didn't come out of nowhere, but they certainly came out from behind the curtain yeah. and just overtook the Rams. And granted, yeah. the Rams were like behind them by one one win usually throughout yeah. the, the earlier part of the season, but like we know on that seven game win streak for the Cardinals, it was, you know, the Cardinals were the number one on the power rankings until like week nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got the pressure of the Rams have gone out and said, this is our season. We are putting everything into right now. And then you add in the pressure of Sean McVay cannot beat his old boss, Kyle Shanahan. He just has not been able to do it. So you have the pressure of we've put everything on the line for this season. And then you have the pressure specifically on the head coach of, I can't beat this guy. Why can't I beat this guy? Why can't I beat this guy? I just want to beat this guy over and over and over again. And then you have the Niners who are like, we weren't supposed to be here. Let's go out and and kick some butt. Like, and we have proven that we can beat anybody, especially the Los Angeles Rams. And so all the pressure is on the Rams. And I just, I could see them making some, some mistakes, whether it be McVay's play calling, whether it be Stafford throwing some picks, all the pressure in this game is on is on the Rams. So I really, really think the Niners could win this game. It's going to be one, one for the ages. I think you're right. The, the key to winning is run game, do exactly what we did against the Rams last time, run these seven, eight minute drives that just keeps their offense off the field. And then just, just get after Stafford with that pass it's rush. All, yep. It's all on our defense at that point. And uh, I, you know, <clears throat> I think that our defense is essentially going to need to play. They need to put the entire roster on their back they need to put the entire team on their back and you know they're the ones that have to make up for jimmy's mistakes exactly Um, it you know debo can't do that because whenever jimmy makes a mistake he's off the field too um you know we can't count on our special teams to block another punt or field goal and win us the game like that i mean that was just incredible but that i mean the odds of that happening again this next game even just one of them is is utterly insane. And if we do, our special teams coach should just be, go be a head coach. Cause that's incredible. But yeah, it is, it is up to our defense. We need another showing from Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead, where they got two sacks a piece. And yeah. you know, that Bosa was in Rogers face plenty more with some, a lot of pressures and our linebackers did really well with Aaron Jones, who is an animal, especially in those big games. Aaron Jones is is a top performer in, in playoffs and those games that really, really matter. I guess it just runs in the name, Aaron. And yeah, secondary, we need Amber Thomas to be healthy. We need Josh more so. So Josh Norman's not out there. Um, yeah. Although he, getting, he did fine. He did. He wasn't beat. He didn't give up a pass interference. He did much better than we could have expected, but yes, we want Amber Thomas out there with Emmanuel yeah. Mosley. 
yeah, and you know, Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart need to be out there and and be ready to go as well. Um, and I mean, we got that linebacker core finally all healthy with Greenlaw, Alshire, so fun and to Warner. see. Those guys are zipping around the field. And I think Andrew Whitworth, the Rams left tackle, missed this last game. Not that the Bucks, the Bucks have a solid pass rush, but they they don't have they Nick do. Bosa. And so if Whitworth is still out, that he's the kind 40 of years old. Bosa can bring. Yeah, that's insane. We all talk about how old Tom Brady is. There's a strong argument to be made that what Andrew Whitworth is doing at 40 is probably more impressive than what, what Brady is doing oh, at 44. Oh, I don't think there's any argument at all. Yeah, it's way more I impressive. I agree. The left tackle blocking uh and he's been like what every time and he's been like a top three left tackle for like 10 years now so yeah he'll be in the hall of fame for sure i believe oh yeah yeah, yeah. easy easy hall of famer but anyways if he's not out there and even if he is out there no one can fully stop nick bosa and so we get pressure on stafford stafford makes mistakes he throws dumb picks yes he is a an incredible quarterback but he's got incredibly high ceiling and an incredibly low floor so those those mistakes, those pick sixes, they do happen. And you just have to hope we can capitalize on those plays. Special teams, hope they deliver in the same way. And just, just go out there and root for the Niners. And remember, we weren't supposed to be here, but apparently we can beat anybody. So let, let's beat the Rams again. And just 30 seconds of general Bay Area sports, but let's do it for the Giants. This is That's not even 30 seconds. Let's do it for the Giants. <laughs> this is a hot team. And as Jimmy said, a hot team is dangerous and we just got to keep it rolling. Uh, Niners just got to keep it rolling keep it going. And with guys like George Kittle and Fred Warner, th- those are the leaders of the team. Those are the vocal guys. That's the heart and soul and, and Debo Samuel as well. And those are the leaders. And, you know, every team has its vocal leaders, but with those guys leading the way, man, like there's no way they're not fired up and ready to go and keep rolling we have a, a recipe for winning and it's, it's relatively simple. It is feed Debo. Yep. And it's these guys on defense just got to get their job done and, and, and do how it have they been getting their job done seriously. And that's just, I don't know how the Niners. I feel like the Niners defense was so underrated, uh, not even underrated as much as like they just, it just wasn't talked about well coming into the season where it's like, okay, Nick Bosa's has come back from injury. Uh, Javon Kinlaw's injured and he's, uh, you know, a rookie that people haven't thought of that much. And the secondary sucks and, uh, Fred Warner, you know, great linebacker, everyone else. And like, everyone's just dogging the Niners defense. We are where we are because the Niners defense yeah. and Debo, but I mean, like, I love the other guys on our offense. Like Kyle Juszczyk had, had two awesome runs this game. Elijah Mitchell blocker. Yeah. But, but our defense, like it just needs so much more credit because they've kept us in these games. And because our special teams won us the game against Aaron Rodgers, man, that was insane. And I just, I really, I really think this team can deliver. We, we own the Rams. I mean, we just, we have owned the Rams. So am I, I don't know if I'm predicting a 49ers win, but I, I I just feel like, yeah, I mean, I just, this team has been finding ways to win against teams that we were not supposed to win against. And we are kind of supposed to win against the Rams. We match up at a certain point. We just match up really well with them and what they want to do on defense. And I really think that pressure might get in McVay's head and on this team, they have way more pressure on them than we do. I, I, yeah, I think I lean with you. Um, the, the Rams are favored. I would, if, if betting is your thing and you bet responsibly, I'd put some money on the Niners. If they have, we have the points. I, yeah, this game is going to be, is going to be fun. I think it's three o'clock, three 30 on Sunday Pacific time. Yep. And yeah. Um, enjoy. 
And just remember, this is really a bonus playoff run because we really thought that these weren't going to happen until Trey was up and running. But and this team is healthy. This team is ready to go. Let's let's beat L.A. This will be one to remember. I can tell you that. Any any final thoughts to the to the Niner gang out there? Uh, enjoy it. Enjoy where we are. Enjoy it. Enjoy that game. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next week, hopefully celebrating a 49ers Super Bowl. Stay safe, everybody.